On a cold December night in 2010, a U.S. Border Patrol agent was shot and killed along the U.S.-Mexican border in southern Arizona. His unit had encountered a group of men armed with AK-47 rifles. AK-47s, it turns out, that were part of a gun-running scheme associated with U.S. law enforcement. Phoenix ATF, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, had allowed illegal buyers to purchase the weapons and smuggle them into Mexico. It was called Operation Fast and Furious, and it became a major scandal for the Obama administration. Now, Michel Marisco, from the Fronteras Desk in Tucson, brings us the story of this secret operation and its long-term impact on security cooperation along the border. For the past year, Attorney General Eric Holder has been under intense scrutiny from members of Congress. They have pressed him to reveal exactly how much he or his staffers knew about a disastrous gun trafficking operation in Arizona called Fast and Furious. That's the question at the heart of the current congressional investigations in which Holder was recently held in contempt. Here's Holder addressing Congress last winter. And I will assure you and the American people that people will be held accountable for any mistakes that were made in connection with Fast and Furious. What is known about the program is that Holder's top officials in Arizona were quietly allowing illegal gun buyers to smuggle rifles into Mexico so they could track where the guns were going. Peter Forcelli is an ATF agent in Phoenix. And now fast forward to Operation Fast and Furious itself. ATF agents assigned to the Phoenix Field Division with the concurrence of their chain of command walked guns. Gun walking happened when ATF agents worked with the Phoenix gun store owner to record the sales of weapons. The records helped the agents trace the guns and could be used as evidence in court. The problem is the agents lost some of the guns. ATF agents allowed weapons to be provided to individuals who they knew would traffic them to members of the Mexican drug trafficking organizations. Some of these guns were later found in the homes of drug cartel members. Some were used to kill family members of Mexican government officials. And of course, two of the guns, AK-47s, were found at the murder scene of U.S. Border Patrol agent Brian Terry. Thousands attended the memorial service for Agent Terry in Tucson a month after the killing. And when they talk about him, Terry is described as a soldier soldier, Tucson Secretary for Rick Barlow. Agent Terry had a proud history in serving his country. Before the Border Patrol, he served three years in the United States Marine Corps. Agent Terry was part of a five-man crew, a tactical Border Patrol unit called BORTAC. He and his unit ran into a group of Mexican bandits who were out hunting drug smugglers for their marijuana loads. The agents identified themselves. One shot at the bandits with a beanbag gun. The bandits opened fire. Terry was shot in the back one time. A bandit was hit. He survived. He was arrested. The other four men ran off into the night. Friends say Terry carried a poem in his pack, One Warrior's Creed. It begins, if today is to be the day, so be it. After his murder and after Fast and Furious was revealed, the U.S. attorney for Arizona resigned. He took full responsibility for the decision to allow guns to walk. Holder is now held in contempt of Congress. He's become the first sitting attorney general to face contempt. What's interesting is that despite the furor here in the U.S., Mexico has gone completely quiet. Initially, the Mexican Senate demanded President Felipe Calderón protest the decision. 
Calderón did criticize Rápido y Furioso as the program was called in Mexico, but then he relented. What's even more interesting is that Calderón took office the same year the ATF in Arizona started an earlier gun walking program, one called Wide Receiver. What you're hearing is a conversation picked up on a wiretap from a wide receiver case. It was recorded by an informant hired by the ATF to sell guns to a gang smuggling them into Mexico. The informant met the girlfriend of a Tijuana smuggler in the Tucson parking lot, an exotic dancer. Candy. You could come dance for me, but I don't want to. I don't want to smoke. But I can meet you somewhere here. Like agents allowed about 500 guns to be smuggled in under wide receiver. Another 1,800 guns went into Mexico under Fast and Furious. Estas son las imágenes del enfrentamiento que se suscitó entre integrantes del cártel del Golfo. This is a gun battle between a cartel and Mexican Marines. It was broadcast on national news in Mexico. For Mexico, gun violence is an epidemic. 55,000 people were killed there in the past six years. Calderón has criticized the U.S. for the ease with which people can buy semi-automatic rifles. But even though he called for a ban on assault rifles in the U.S., he's been conspicuously quiet in the subject of Fast and Furious and holders mounting problems with Congress. The damage that the scandal has done to U.S.-Mexico relations has been very minimal. The two countries continue to work closely behind the scenes to identify gun smugglers and their weapons. It's all part of an extensive security agreement. ATF officials say Mexico now sends about 90% of its seized guns to the ATF for tracking. That's compared to barely 20% of guns in the previous administration. This cooperation functions everywhere from the unofficial city level all the way up to the $1.4 billion Merida initiative. The U.S. uses that to supply Mexico with technology and training to combat organized crime. If anything has changed, perhaps it is this, the relationship of trust between American and Mexican agents. What law enforcement agencies in the United States have done, and primarily the DEA, is create vetted units. Tony Coulson ran the Drug Enforcement Administration's Tucson office until 2010. Those vetted units gave the Americans working in Mexico someone they could trust. When Fast and Furious was exposed, though, the situation reversed. Now it was American agents who didn't appear trustworthy. They tell you, hey, wait a minute, you guys, so you guys didn't mean to tell me that you guys knew these guys were trafficking guns and you did nothing to stop it? Carlos Ganino was ATF's attaché in Mexico City when Fast and Furious began. And when he was in Mexico, he suddenly found himself under suspicion. I was at uh, the Mexican attorney general herself. I mean, beyond embarrassing. Number one, professionally embarrassing. Two, personally embarrassing because uh, she is a personal friend. She is a great ally of the United States. I don't know. I still, every day when I think about this, I don't know why they did this. So Mexico, facing tens of thousands dead, entire swaths of the country under cartel control, simply let the matter drop. It is possible that Fast and Furious could have a long-term positive impact on the U.S. efforts to stop gun smuggling across the border. The Justice Department brought in a new federal prosecutor for Arizona. It brought in Canino from its ATF office in Mexico City to run Tucson. And then it brought in Canino's boss, Thomas Atterbury. He now runs Arizona.
we walk a fine line with the Second Amendment uh, and keeping guns out of the hands of some of the most dangerous, ruthless people in the world. In addition, in the four border states, licensed dealers must now tell the ATF when someone is trying to buy more than two rifles in a week's time. Meanwhile, back in Washington, the Office of Inspector General will issue its findings on the scandal by the end of the summer. Those findings may reveal whether Attorney General Holder himself knew about the gunwalking program. Reporting from Tucson, I'm Michel Marisco. I'm Ray Suarez, and you're listening to Mexico Looking Forward on America Abroad. Tell us what you think about what you're hearing. Send us a tweet at America underscore abroad.